this is the Jesus, the deliverer, who's come to destroy the works of the destroyer. And he says to you, and he says to me, follow me. And who you follow will shape what you become. Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. I'm David Pick, and today, Colin, we continue our message, The Deliverer and the Destroyer. And last time we looked at the destroyer, Saul, who had a very destructive pattern of behavior. We looked at what that is and how we want to avoid it. And today we're going to look at the deliverer and the character and person of David. Yeah, David who saves a city. And of course, he points us to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the great deliverer. And the point at the heart of this message is that who we follow, who is a role model for us, will really shape the character that we develop. Very interesting question. Who do you admire? Well, and of course, supremely for anyone who is truly a Christian, we want to set our hearts on Christ and to be those who follow hard after him. We can learn some important lessons from looking at the story of David and Saul and the differences between the two men. We find that in the first book of Samuel, chapter 22 and 23, as we continue the message, The Deliverer and the Destroyer. Here's Pastor Colin. Now, the story of Nob that was destroyed by Saul is immediately followed in the Bible by the story of Keilah, that was delivered by David. And the fact that these two stories are right next to each other makes the contrast very obvious. We're being invited to see, look, there's the destroyer and there's the deliverer. And the future for all of us will depend on which of these we are following and which of these will prevail. So let me give you in the second half, very quickly then, a profile of a deliverer. Obviously, none of us wants to be like the destroyer. All of us want to be like the deliverer. What does it mean to cultivate the character of a deliverer? Well, let me give it to you straight out of the story under these headings. Number one, deliverers are ready to extend themselves for the good of others, even when their hands are already full. Deliverers are ready to extend themselves for the good of others, even when their hands are already full. Now, you see this with David. Saul's army is hunting him. He's got to find food and water every day, not only for himself, but now for 400 men. He's absolutely got his hands full, and now he hears about a problem in this town of Keilah. They told David, verse 1, Behold, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah, and they're robbing the threshing floors. And David could so easily and legitimately have said, That is not my problem. I've been anointed to be the future king, but right now Saul is the king. He's got the crown on his head. Why didn't he go to protect the people of Keilah? That's his job. That's his responsibility. But David doesn't respond that way. He's ready to extend himself even in the present difficulties that he's facing for the good of others, even when his hands are already full. Just as I've meditated on this, I've been thanking God for the way in which so many of you model this in your lives. Your hands are already full with your own family and you extend to your home to give refuge to another child. 
your business life has your hands absolutely full and some need in ministry comes forward and you extend yourself, you go the extra mile. You step up to the plate and you say, I'll, I'll, I'll do that, I'll help with that. It's the character of a deliverer to do that. Deliverers don't pass the buck. Deliverers step up. And that's what David did here. Second, deliverers seek the face of God in prayer before they take action. David, verse 2, inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack these Philistines? Isn't this fascinating? It's a wonderful biblical wisdom for our lives here today. David, while he is willing to respond here, his life is not driven by every need that's out there. Nobody can meet every need that's out there. And so what David does with an open heart is he inquires of the Lord as that need has come to him and effectively says, now, is this a situation in which I should get involved? And if it is, Lord, what exactly is it that you want me to do? And the contrast here is absolutely fascinating because, of course, it was Saul's responsibility as the reigning king at the time to protect the people of Keilah. But Saul, his, his hand's full, and he's not of the character to extend himself. And what is his hands full with? Well, you see, Saul, Saul has filled his life with the wrong things, going after David. And because he's filled his life with the wrong things, he's not able to do the thing that God has called him to do. And so what he's doing is he's charging around the country, going backwards and forwards, looking for David, you know, the latest tip-off, following the latest blog post. No, that's, that's, that's our modern kind of equivalent, you understand. But he's acting on impulse. Oh, this thing. Oh, yeah, snatching at things. You never make progress in fulfilling the calling of God if that's the way you live. And he completely misses the call of God. Whereas David comes before God with discernment. He said, now what is it you want me to do? That's what a deliverer does. Thirdly, deliverers remain resolute despite the fears of their friends. Verse 3, David's men said to him, Behold, we are afraid here in Judah... How much more than if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Now remember, the motley crew have not been following David for long. They have not yet really become the mighty men that they were to become over time as they submitted to his command. They're beginning to change, but they're at the early stage of their discipleship. And here they give evidence of fear with good reason. Uh, you don't need to be a brilliant military strategist, surely, to realize that uh, no army wants to be sandwiched between two enemies. And uh, these guys have been quite clear in their minds, well, we've got Saul's folks chasing behind us. If we go down to Keilah and we take on the Philistines and they're in front of us, we, we could be completely wiped out because nobody wants to be fighting a battle on two fronts. And so there is some good reason for the fears that they uh, present to David. But I want you to notice how David responds and how different it is from what Saul surely would have done. David does not fly into a rage and denounce his followers as a miserable bunch of faithless cowards. You know that that's what Saul would have done, right? But he does not do that. 
No, uh, David listens to what they have to say. Then he takes their concerns to the Lord in prayer. And then he continues to lead with strength and with conviction. So verse 5, David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a great blow. So David saved, look at that word, he saved the inhabitants of Keilah. The marvelous story. But it doesn't end there. Saul hears about this victory at Keilah, of course, and he thinks to himself, ah, David is at Keilah. Now, Keilah is a walled city. If he's inside a walled city, I got him. And it's fascinating to me. Just notice this in passing, verse 7. It was told Saul that David had come to Keilah, and Saul said, now think about this, Saul said, God has given him, David, into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Is this not absolutely astonishing, friends? Saul has just butchered 85 priests, torched the entire town of Nob, and is absolutely convinced that God is on his side. How spiritually blind can you get? That this man, who is in obvious rebellion against God, has this extraordinary blood on his hands, actually believes that God is acting for him and against David. That is the tragedy of self-deception, which is the position to which destructive people ultimately come. A.W. Pink is so helpful on this. He says, when the heart is wrong... The providences of God are certain to be misinterpreted. So be very careful about talking about a God this and God that and God the other when you know that your own heart is in the wrong place because you're certain to get it wrong. You cannot rightly interpret the actions of God when your own heart is hard. It's very sobering. And here's Saul and he's producing all this God talk. And it's absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. It's the complete inversion of the truth. But he believes it, so he raises a large army and he moves towards Keilah. And David knew that Saul was plotting against him, verse 9. And so David calls in Abiathar, this priest who is with him, and says, Now, Abiathar, we've got to go to God, and there are two questions we've got to ask. Number one, is Saul really coming? Answer, yes. Question number two, and this is the big one. Verse 12, will the men of Keilah surrender me and my men into the hand of Saul? Now, here's the big question. David says, now, look, I've extended myself to serve these people. I've risked a great deal. I have been used by God in a mighty deliverance that, that has come to this city. But here's my question. Will these people who have been blessed in this way, when Saul comes, which way will they go? Will they, will they protect me or will they, will they give me up? And the Lord gives the answer. Here's what will happen if you're still here when Saul comes. Verse 12, and the Lord said, they will surrender you. 
that don't feel like a punch in the gut, they'll surrender you. That takes me to the fourth mark of a deliverer, and it's very important that deliverers remain faithful even when the people they serve are disloyal and ungrateful. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and today's message, The Deliverer and the Destroyer. And today, looking at the storyline of David and his role as the deliverer. And as we look at the life of David, we can see all sorts of ups and downs, but ultimately he did trust God. We'll return to the message shortly. You can find the story in the first book of Samuel, chapters 22 and 23. If you ever miss any of our broadcasts, you can always catch up online by going to our website, openthebible.org.uk. There you can stream any of the previous broadcasts online or download them free as an MP3. Today, I want to introduce you to a long-time listener of Open the Bible, Sue McLeish. Tell us, Sue, how you came across Open the Bible. Well, I was widowed a decade ago, found myself feeling very lost and empty. And one of my sons encouraged me to listen to some sermons online. And I came across Pastor Colin Smith. I found myself listening more and more as God used Colin's Bible teaching to awaken something within me in that difficult time. I've followed and enjoyed and learnt from Colin's resources ever since. So, if you've yet to try Colin Smith's short daily devotionals, go to www.openthebible.org.uk. We'll return to the message now, so here's Pastor Colin. Deliverers remain faithful even when the people they serve are disloyal and ungrateful. As David has extended himself... But these people will betray the one who saved them, and they'll do it in order to save themselves. Now, what would you have done if you were in David's shoes? Not easy to hear. What do you do when a son, a daughter, a friend, an employer for whom you have extended yourself, you've gone the extra mile, you've made all kinds of of sacrifices, and they prove to be selfish and disloyal and ungrateful, and they're ready to give you up. They don't care anything about you. They're only after their own advantage. And you know this is the reality of the world in which we live so often. Well, you know what Saul would have done. Boy, if this had been Saul, he would have torched the whole city. A plague on all your houses. But not David, because he's not a destroyer. He's a deliverer. And so there is no rancor here, no denouncing of these people for their ingratitude. Verse 13, the Lord said, they will surrender you. And then David and his men, who were now about 600, arose and departed from Keilah. And they went wherever they could go. Isn't that grace? That's what deliverers do. Because they are very different from destroyers. That leads me to the last thing, that deliverers trust in God rather than the people that they have served. How important it was that David did not simply assume that he had safety because of the people he had served. He goes to God. He asks the question, will the men of Keilah surrender me? He might easily have thought, well, you know, after what I've done for these people, my future is obviously secure. I've helped these people in remarkable ways. Clearly, I can count on them to stand by me. But David does not put his confidence in the people he has served. 
He looks to God. He does not look to the fruit of his own ministry. And so notice how the story here ends. David moves out into the wilderness and into the hill country. And verse 14, Saul sought him every day, but God did not give David into Saul's hand. Isn't that beautiful? The people David served would have given him up. But though Saul seeks him every day, God never gives him up. Friends, the people you serve in life may care for you well. But there again, they may not. And don't be surprised if they should give you up, should they think it to their advantage. And if that should happen in your life, as it often does, here's what you can hold on to. God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God will never give you up. Remember how David says in the Psalms, my father and my mother may give me up. God will never give me up. Saul sought for David every day, but God did not give him into his hands. Friends, your security cannot rest in the people you serve. It can only rest in God. That's your security. Thank God for that. And deliverers know it. Two things before we close, just in these last uh, couple of moments, and they're simply this by way of conclusion. Number one, beware of destroyers and make sure you don't become one. Remember Paul said, many, notice that word, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. And there are many naive Christians who just don't get that today. We do live in a world in which the church has many enemies, in which Christians have many enemies who are out to see the destruction of the message of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christians live in a world where enemies of the gospel use tactics of intimidation, obligation, accusation, manipulation, misrepresentation. And Jesus said, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. And so you remember what he said, as Christian believers, we have to take this to heart in all of our life, in all of our ministry, be as wise as serpents, and finish it with me, and as harmless as doves. Because you're living in a world where there are many destroyers, and they're out to destroy the very gospel that is your life. Be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. Then my last observation is simply this. Behold the deliverer who and seek to become like him. You see how beautifully David at Keilah points forward, as all the Bible points forward to the Lord Jesus Christ, the deliverer. What's a deliverer look like? Oh, he extends himself for the good of others, even when his hands are already full. He's ordering the universe in heaven and sustaining it by the word of his power. But what does he do? He takes flesh. He comes into our kila. He comes into our world in order to overcome the oppressor for, on, on our behalf. 
And as he comes, he gives himself to God in prayer and is guided in all his ways by the will of God. His fearful friends come along and say, you can't go to the cross. And what does he do? He presses on resolute in the will of God regardless. And think about his grace towards all of us who in so many ways, with all that he's done for us, how ungrateful we have been. And how often we have been so disloyal and how often we have betrayed the very Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. And what does he do? Say a plague on all your houses, I'm condemning you after all. No. He's a deliverer. And that's why Paul says in 2 Timothy, when we are faithless, he remains faithful. Thank God for that. I have a deliverer. If it wasn't that he remained faithful when I've been faithless, I would have no hope. I can't stand on the track record of my Christian life. No, when I've been faithless, he remains faithful. Why? Because he cannot disown himself. And think about when he comes into the world and his own people to whom he came received him not, and they gave him up. What does he do? Put his trust in his own people? No, he puts his trust in the Father. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And the Father will not give him up because on the third day he does not abandon him in the grave. But he raises him up in the power of a mighty resurrection. And this is the Jesus, the deliverer, who's come to destroy the works of the destroyer. And he says to you and he says to me, follow me. And who you follow will shape what you become. Pastor Colin finishing there with the truth that who you follow shapes who you become. You've been listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and the message, The Deliverer and the Destroyer. In this message, we've been looking at the Destroyer, King Saul, and the Deliverer, David, and then we're pointed to the ultimate deliverer, Jesus Christ. If you ever miss any of our broadcasts or want to go back and listen again, you can do that by going to our website, openthebible.org.uk. There you can stream any of the previous broadcasts by downloading them as an MP3 or by listening online. Open the Bible is supported by our listeners and we want to thank you. If you'd like to set up a regular donation to Open the Bible of £5 per month or more, we would love to send you a copy of a book, You Can Trust God With Your Story, Embracing the Mysteries of Providence. And Colin, I know this was written by your longtime friends Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth and Robert Walgamuth. Yes, indeed. Uh, Nancy has long been a friend of Karen and myself as her her husband, uh, Robert. And I'm absolutely delighted to be able to offer this book that they've collaborated on together. Nancy is a wonderful and insightful Bible teacher. And Robert is a wonderful writer as well. And in this collaboration, they've brought together a collection of stories from the Bible and also a collection of stories from Christian experience. And what these two together do is they draw out how God works in the lives of his children, especially in things we don't understand. It's a wonderfully helpful book for anyone who's saying, what is God doing in my life? What is God doing in the world? It deals with God's providence and it reminds us that God is the one who writes the story of his children's lives. Find out more, including how to give online at openthebible.org.uk. 
If you've been blessed by today's message or if you have any comments or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at openthebible.org.uk. For Colin Smith and Open the Bible, I'm David Pick, and I hope you'll join us again next time. Open the Bible is supported by our listeners. For details, go to openthebible.org.uk. How can you handle a hostile person in a way that shows grace and honours the Lord? Find out next time on Open the Bible.